Mm. How you stepping this shit with them little ass chains and that little ass shit? My shit heavy, little bit. Drunk in a bit when I came in this shit. I might earn my special like Tabby, little bit. Straight up the rip on my layers on drip. See my tail and shit. Got me telling like Swift. Name on the list when okay. I came to events. And got races like Bobbers. Don't play with the clips. Shirt collars like Combs. I don't stay at the wrist. Fresh in the bitch, so they need a press. However, with this ratchet little bitch. And broke over my chick, so I match with my friends. Pants you can't put out. It's on my kick. And just loud. Blame it on my kick. 40 with a lot of kick on my kick. We can't wear anything nice outside. Because oh, we're I've been in gray sweats for the last two months. I, I moved to shorts earlier today. How does that feel? Gray shorts. Uh, they're a little short. It's okay though, but you're out of the house. I'm not used to my knees being exposed. Like my knees have been in hibernation. So, okay. so alright, our budget's going up. We got a couple things going for us right now. We got some new ASAP Rocky player for you guys. Since <laughs> uh. Just Loey and James want to, you know, get like a soundboard, <laughs> explosions, uh -oh, music, pole dancers, I, video. I like how Noe came on and everything was all love and now it's like a rivalry. It's like a battle rivalry between <laughs> the podcast. I'm like, good God. I'm like, he went Ice Cube on us. <laughs> Dude got the board and was just like gorgeous. Beep, 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 beep. I'm I like, feel like Whoa. Dr. Dre. I was like, like, dog, you ain't got to make beats on us. Like, we're just, we're small time. We're, we're 22 episodes in. Yeah. I mean, love, but congrats to those guys. Love them to death. Him, Noe and James. Crossover episode coming soon. It is. They're fucking idiots. But <laughs> anyway, we can say what we want to do. We all, sorry Shout about that. Shout out to my OG Noe real quick. Oh, by the way, oh, like I said, our budget's going up because we have somebody from uh, from Complex. We have a very oh, special Oh, yes. man, this guy, this guy here, Stop this guy it. here. I'm just a regular Joe. No, you're not a regular living, Joe. Living you're not yo. everyday life of everybody. No, you else. went from here to here. <laughs> no. You went from you went from Aurora to play at a Hoops Park. Oh gosh. Yeah, exactly. Hoops Park, <laughs> one of the best battlegrounds ever, like play the game of basketball ever in Colorado. Highly recommend if you want to go feel somewhat of the New York life or just a nitty-gritty of basketball, <laughs> go to Hoops Park off a of six six Ave. You'll get punched, oh, stabbed. Punch. If you're not Whatever. bleeding, it, no blood, no foul. Literally, even if there's blood, there's no foul. <laughs> Literally. That's not even a joke. It's like, yo, he fouled me. What foul? Hey, <laughs> what not, foul? Not a shameless plug, but pull up. <laughs> so. Yo, they'll hit us up like, yo, can we sponsor you guys? Yeah. Like, you guys have a budget here? <laughs> you, can, you literally pull up to Hoops Park and get the pull up on the podcast. Real there talk. you go. See, look at that. See, that was a plug right there. Yes. That's that just the best plug. friend helping out a best friend, but fuck no. We're not putting a link in the bio, but we're just saying. Check out their <laughs> yeah, stuff. Yeah, never do that. You want sports don't give, no, don't give Noe that kind of clout. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we, we got a very special guest. Do you want to introduce yourself to the people? What's going on, people? And this is um, a very special opportunity for myself and, you know, to be able to voice an opinion and have a conversation via podcast. And, you know, times are crazy right now, but this is something that I value and I am a very big podcaster. So this is just a very special opportunity and I can't wait to dive into the conversation with these two. So thank you, guys. Yeah, of course. Thanks for thanks for uh Blessing us with your with your presence. Real we talk. appreciate it. All the way from freaking New York. Yeah, man, man left the left the town and became big time. Dude, honestly, like it was one of those things where my mom uh, called me and she's like, "Cam, like everything that's going on, like it may get bad pretty quick." And it was around, I would say, March seventeenth. I'll never forget the date when we had the conversations. Like, oh, like if New York gets bad, like I want you to be home. I want you to be close to family and. Almost two days later, I, I was able to get a flight, and thank gosh for the cheap flights because it right. was a $50 right. flight round trip 
or excuse me, not round trip, but one way with bags uh, included. Um, and I've made the trip, and ever since then, I have not looked back. And New York is definitely in a state of pandemic right now, and as of as is every state. So it's been a true blessing to be able to work from home, literally from home, and be with family and friends. So, so before we get into the working from home thing, which that's pretty much been the basis of each one of our episodes the last couple yeah. was just because now it's like this is our quarantine radio. This is our like outlet. This is where we're like, you know what? This is fun. We can talk to people, see how they're doing. Yeah. Right. So first off, I mean, how did it even happen? You getting the job? Like how? Like, I mean, I know a lot of people like say that like, Oh man, I wish I could work for undefeated or Supreme or complex or any of these like crazy companies that they all idolize. Like, but how did you land that role? So to even like take a couple sets back, I think all of us at this table can really go back into our our, our archives of history of like where we were growing up and understand Complex was a pivotal magazine for us. And oh, yeah. being from Colorado and being from a Midwest state, we really didn't in 2005, 2006, didn't get a lot of the opportunity that LA and New York did and on the fashion sneaker everything fashion sense. So yeah. it was one of those things where Complex Magazine was my outlet to really get the insights of what was going on and to keep up and to try to stay prevalent. And I'll never forget the times of when I used to beg my mom going to King Supers and, Mom, I need this magazine. I need it. I need it. I need it. Just like a Thrasher magazine for skateboarding. Like, it's just like, it was one of those things. Like, I needed that content to read about to make sure that I was keeping up on the sense of style, the sense of culture, and all the above. Stickers, Absolutely, absolutely. So when I moved to New York, and when I moved to New York, it was by accident. I was living in California, and uh, again, to kind of really do a little background check, my background is in cannabis. My, My love, my passion from the bottom of my heart to the top is in cannabis medicine, and to be able to provide something to help people was my claim to fame. And it and changed his life, guys. It did. Like I said, really did. playing basketball with this guy back in 2007. <laughs> when did you move? Uh, moved. I mean, I moved I'm several to, times. I'm trying to remember when you like when you like first moved to California. Oh, That's gosh. When we first started um, messing around with the weed industry. Yes. Yeah, so when I first moved, um, to even like really uh, dig down to the archives, I used to hate weed. I used to belittle my brothers. I used to belittle like knowing Isaiah like for smoking weed. And when I really went to college, it was my uh, second year. I I moved from Colorado to Monterey, California, in the northern bay of uh, California. I'm very close to San Francisco, and cannabis really opened up my eyes of just one not for medicinally but recreationally, and to see what it can do spiritually and humbling for the mind. And so I really changed my really turned over a leaf really quick and. Um, if you don't know me, you can really kind of get the gist of this conversation that I'm, I'm not spontaneous, but I'm really methodical and really uh, dug into my my beliefs in life. And cannabis really was one of those things that was a pivotal point of where I changed my life. And when I changed my life with cannabis, I really dug deep into a career of being a, um, uh, a bud tender, uh, moved from bud tender to a, uh, a manager and really like really really diving into the culture of how it can help help medicinally. And from there, I um, was doing my due diligence in Northern California. And then, um, unfortunately, there were some things that was 
that were going on in uh, New York that were family oriented that I went to New York on vacation and then from there ended up staying and New York was New York is crazy. I highly advocate anyone under 25 to at least do a year in New York. Maybe not now, maybe really 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 reevaluate your um thought process of moving to the East Coast, but New York is a place to where it makes you grow up really quick. You really get gain perspective on other humans and other uh, philosophies in life. And I, um, to get to Maurice's uh, question, I ended up staying in New York. I never worked in a restaurant in my life. I was pretty You're much, smart. and I, I meet, I, I say this with confidence good, now. Um, I was definitely like Mr. Pink in my pastime where I never used to tip. I used to hate <laughs> tipping. I used to hate anyone that worked in the restaurant industry. I used to belittle people. And I was such um, a piece of crap for doing that. And when I moved to New York, my first job was a host at uh, a restaurant in New York, in a pretty prestigious restaurant, uh, Union Square Cafe. Um, and that's a plug. From, that's a plug. Yeah, yeah, but, <laughs> <laughs> shameless plug. <laughs> you know, I, I do it very organically when I um, call out uh, organizations that I used to work for, people that I have affiliations with. But Union Square Cafe was an eye-opener for me, not just how hard people work, but understanding when people come to the United States, they have a different credo. They have a different understanding of like what they need to do to be a valued human being in this in the United States. And that right there in itself, the restaurant industry opened my eyes up pretty quick. And from there, I just wanted to be the best human I can be and provide a service to people to where I can make them enjoy their restaurant or their dining experience that much more of what they're actually doing for their themselves. So once I did that, I really started to develop relationships with certain um, guests that used to come in pretty periodically. And lo and behold, there was a man, a myth, a legend that came in that was a pretty higher up at Complex. And I'm not going to say his name or say his title because, you know, I am very big on really disclosing people's information. Shameless plug. Say, I, I, that, that's one thing <laughs> I want. no plug at all. He's <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. there's a guy that went to this restaurant that's there, very prestigious, but I can't say his name, but hey. I know so. somebody that knows somebody. And it, it's really nice of you to talk about academics like that. I, I, I think that's... <laughs> <laughs> That's really generous of you. It's not academics, guys. Gosh, like, you guys are really like really thinking it's academic. You know what? Let us know what you think it is. But anyway, go on. But honestly, long story short, man, um, I befriended him and his wife, and we really became three peas in a pod. And one day, I just like I had a feeling upon myself was like I never try to overdo what I do personally and business wise, and try to put it on somebody else or try to mix those two. So one day this feeling just came above me and was like, Cam, you got to ask what this guy does and how he does it because, and it's not about the thing, accessories that you have on you, but he came in a couple times with the AP and he came in a couple times with a Rolex and I was like, Shh, I want one of those. I got to have one of those. That's one of the things I, I foresee in my future of having on my wrist. And I was like, shit, dude, what do you do? And how do you do it? I'm new to New York. I'm 28 years old. I don't really honestly have a lot of time left to really make a pivotal move in my career, in my five-year plan. So I'm really trying to get down to brass tacks and figure out what I have to do to make sure that I'm comfortable, healthy, and healthy and physical and mind-wise. So That's I was inspiring. like, what do you do? <laughs> and he was like, 
I again not gonna disclose his position at Complex, but he's like, <laughs> I, I work at Complex. He's like, oh, I will literally do whatever I have to do to take out the trash, to whatever to get in those doors and just make my presence felt. And he gave me a really good blueprint of how to do it, of where to go, and just got again. Be patient, and that's when Yo, we'll talk about that off air, so you can get us there. Yo, that, yeah. <laughs> look, they can just you know, tell. I don't. I don't have on. all the answers, and again, hey, it's all good. You just tell them, like, hey, we got. I got a great show that was on. <laughs> we can. We got children. We got it can children. be family fun, and then it can all be a little vulgar, just depending on the day. Let's, so let's do it. I, I, will, I will roll the blunt up, and we'll do it. It'll there you go. Totally <laughs> fun. Um, but again, yeah. Long story short, so he gave me the bull, uh, the blueprint plan. And again, I got a little too anxious at the three month mark of not hearing anything and applying for a couple of positions that I thought were going to be in my repertoire. Right. Didn't hear anything. Lo and behold, his assistant called me. He's like, Cam, we have this fellowship opportunity coming about, which is pretty much an internship, but paid. And it's going to be for six months. There's not a job promised to you right now. There's not going to be a job promised to you in the middle or at the end. So take the experience for what it is and right. you know it was one of those things where i never had an opportunity like that in my life and right. you can ask no you can ask maurice they know me tried and true they know what my background is they know i'm very spontaneous of what i do and knowing where Stories. i was at at 28 years old i had to like really put my 10 toes down and dig into some soil to like really start to make my presence felt right and from there i did not look back so that six months was pretty absolute crazy um, I had a mentor. I was on the brand partnership side of Complex. And what he did for me, and again, I don't want to disclose any names because I, I respect people's privacy. Right. Uh, but my mentor, he absolutely opened my eyes up to a bigger picture of how to attack life, how to attack business, how to have a business savvy mindset. And for Complex, you know, a lot of people do perceive it as a big business. Mm -hmm. But when I had the opportunity just to be in those doors, there was not one person from any department that was not opening to helping me out, right. understanding, and again, full disclosure, I'm dyslexic. Mm -hmm. I have a hard time learning. And I, when I learn, I, I, I learn with certain methodologies that are good to me. Right. And from middle school to high school to college, I've had professors, I had teachers that really had took time out of their personal time to help me out. And right. there's not anyone in those complex stores that did not uphold that responsibility. And that's so awesome. Now, like, that's actually dope. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's amazing. It's crazy. I, I feel like that's a rare find. <laughs> like, that's a rare story yeah. nowadays. It's like, and especially in, in a place like, like complex, like, I feel like that's just a rare occurrence. So that's that I'm glad that you had that experience there yeah. because I, I'm like you, I've been following complex since, <laughs> since I was, ages. yeah, since I was a kid. The and first that's, Mark Echo complex yes. magazine. Yeah. And then like you had different people on Aziz, Aziz Azari, Beyonce, Pharrell, Kid Cudi, yeah. Rick Ross. Like I got all those covers at home, but it's like, they're just like artwork. You put them on the wall. Right. But it was one of those things too. Like complex was first on the Kanye and Kim Kardashian having dual covers together. And that was before they even thought about the romance. Right. And to see what Complex did for them and just having a brand to, to have them be on the cover of their magazine. 
and that outlet that exposed for them for their marketing scheme mm-hmm. was absolutely amazing because like they were nobody and right. not saying that they were nobody ever but like just complex gave the them the, the outlet to like shit right. here's who i am right and this is what i can provide for my fan base and people that believe in my philosophies and it was one of those things that complex like you see that constantly of what they can do for people and like right. they still to this day like me and Mo, like, we still, like, jive out when it comes to ComplexCon. Like, to see that Complex gives these small businesses the opportunity to come to a marketplace and expose themselves right. is absolutely revolutionary. You and, can yeah. make, like, Chicago was your first one, right? Chicago. So, yeah. And to get back to the story. So, when I was doing my fellowship, it kind of, it fell into the uh, the line of the first uh, ComplexCon, the dual ComplexCon, excuse me in the year basis and our first complex con in Chicago. So when I went to Chicago and I was working as, as a colleague of the complex family and the complex con uh, for Sona over the weekend, I took it to the highest standards. He did not get me in early. No, no, that actually no did like, hey, I'm not even joking hey, about that. I was hey, in no, line. And shout out to Doyle. No, he got in early. Cause that's my best friend. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's like, Oh, Cam got me in. I'm like, all right, bet. So, <laughs> I, I did one of these. Uh, I gave him the uh, the um, the poppy. The uh, yeah, just like just <laughs> the Boston Sox poppy. I love you, Papa. <laughs> they gave you. me a hug and dipped out, I'll and I'm just like fear for my life. <laughs> Bullshit. And they actually took my video of me running wide. Erroneous. To bring it back to ties of the last conversation. Maurice always knows how to get to the front of the line, no matter where he's at. Bro, we no talked ma- about this <laughs> no the last episode with Noe. How big the event is, Maurice will. He, he has a silver tongue. And folks, yeah, like, ladies, it, it does transport. Like, he's very honest. So if, if this is the dating channel. <laughs> well, so he, I'm kidding. He, like, talk himself to the front of the line. I tell you that. Like, I might not True. buy something. I just want to be in the front. I don't feel like <laughs> dealing with all the riffraff. Nope. I was running he's with everybody. I got sport. a cool video, which yeah. I got an awesome video of, like, the riot, which was crazy. I know. Yep. You sent it to me. I was like, damn. That got used on uh, Complex's, uh, one of their videos, as uh, Rax took it from me. Yeah. I sent it to oh. him, and he, like, yeah. put it on there, and I was just like... You just see me just running. Yeah. Dude got trampled. Another dude got knocked out when I first walked in. How many people did you hurdle? I didn't hurdle anyone. I was fine. The man's not jumping, I tell you that. I'm not jumping at anything. I'm good. I can, but what's the point? Less the fence, I'm not jumping. But I mean, I'll say this though. I mean, uh, it's it has been great to see your transition and everything. Yep. It's been awesome. Thank you. And and we've had we've had several conversations about what do you think will improve on this? What do you think about yeah. that? And I still think I still will say this to this day. The LA one that we went to, yep. that was ten times better than Chicago was. And I'm pretty sure it was better than this year this past year's LA one too. And I think it's because of expectation. Yeah. Cause that first LA one they had the concepts uh lobster truck out there. Yep. Howard Ray's had like premiered their chicken strips. He, I'm talking about food. That was probably the main thing. The uh, Morikami burger. Yep. He was out there uh, handing out shoes with Virgil. Uh, God, the Cadillac booth with all the crazy like cameras and stuff like yep. that. The uh, what's LeBron's uh, show called on HBO? Uncut. Uncut. The Uncut, Uncut. booth. Yep. Yep. Because that's where I met that Victor Cruz, which that was also a very weird conversation. And you had the <laughs> opportunity to see what's his name, son. Um, gosh, he passed away. Uh, it's not old. It was an old Dirty B son that came into the booth. Yes. Uh, yes, for uh, Wu Tang. Yep, yeah. Uh, oh, that's dope. I didn't so know dope. that. And 
literally almost a spinning image of his father. Duh, it was oh, crazy. Yeah. Like, crazy. The amount of people that were popping up, and then Michael B. Jordan was there because yep. he had a rig, and like yep. Michael G. B. Jordan popped up. They're handing all these little boxing gloves. He was wearing the Union ones. It was the first time I saw him. Uh, McDonald's, that booth was crazy. Yeah. Handing out food galore. I remember the, I remember seeing all this uh, like on social media and from yeah. shit that you were sending me. Yeah, like there was there was more than enough stuff out there to like get your get your feet wet. Yeah. But I think if people were to take it as more so like experience it, like what I did this last one, mm. I just went to experience it. Yeah. Have fun. That's it. I'm not really expecting nothing. If I get stuff, cool. But the one before that, I remember like they had the Air Force was and this and that. I get up yeah. get customized Air Force, but like the other you had the mindset of I have a lot to buy. Like there's a certain like checkpoints of like things I. Oh have. yeah. Right. But now it's like people make stuff about reselling and everything else, which yeah. kind of in my opinion kills the event. And it's like, bro, it's supposed to be an a, experience, not like yeah. If I'm gonna have two thousand plus resellers there, all going for the same thing, right? And then they're breaking off into groups and they're doing this and that. I got VIP. I got this and that. Y'all are clashing and making it more uncomfortable for the people that are just there to experience right. it. Like I said, yeah. that one that we went to, you met Keaton. Yep. Even that, like, so much random stuff was happening. Us shooting that basketball at the Chinatown Market yeah. booth. It's Absolutely amazing. You, like, you think about stuff like that, that was just like, I'm never going to forget that time because it was fun. We were all there. Yeah. We all had fun together. And then with Chicago, you were working then. Still have fun. That was my sister's first time going to complex. She loved it. Yep. I just think like if I took her to the LA one, she'd be like, okay, this is completely different. The parking situation, it's just like a bunch of stuff was different about it. So Chicago's rough. Well, <laughs> Chicago is rough. And In general. I think it was two things real quick. So with Chicago being our first Midwest opportunity to break the mold with ComplexCon, we had a real First, we we had to attack it in a different way versus mm-hmm. LA. Now, knowing that West Coast style and fashion kind of emulates the East, and in a lot of senses, there may be certain disagreements. Yeah, obviously, right. But when it comes to the Midwest and Chicago, like there's a lot of style there, and there's a lot of people that have the true dedication to what the East and the West have. So right. when Complex Con showed up, we had to do it in a way that was organic and holistic to the territory that we're going into. Right. And it goes all the way down to the VIP experience. And it was one thing me, Noe, and Maurice really talked about after the whole experience because we did bunk up together. It was one of the, like, we really, like, I I got a real opportunity to get their perspective as a consumer and Mm -hmm. to see what they, their views were. And one thing, so, again, to really backtrack, my my position now at Complex uh, is client services. So when it comes to clients ha- either having a good time relating to ComplexCon or just an elevated experience of the white glove service, mm-hmm. um, I can go more into my position in a later time. But that was one of the things where I looked upon myself as like, shit, we have to make this not just a consumer experience, but right. an experience that you're going to take away forever. Right. So when it came to Chicago, it was one of those things where we really had to show up and to do it to where that people from the Midwest understood like, damn, Complex gets us. We're not just here to take anyone's money or to flip anything. So one thing about the marketplace at ComplexCon of Chicago was we gave a lot of opportunity to people that would never probably get the opportunity to show up in a big atmosphere of 60,000 plus attendees and to do it in a really organic way. There was, yes, obviously the flaws and 
things that'd be uh, worked out. But I think we showed up in the right way. And oh yeah, for your sister, well, especially for lo- especially for some of the local stuff that I didn't know about. Yep. Joe Freshka's obviously had like a bigger presence. I mean, Joe Fresca is crazy right now. I bought the hat. Yeah, like, I got, I got, I got, I got mine. Hats. It like, looks so good. I mean, yeah, like I was, I was excited. I got some stuff that yep. I wanted. I did get the Joe Freshka shirt there. Yep. And then I ended up getting the white one in LA. Yep. So I ended up getting both of them. No one got me the white one and brought it back. But I mean, I think it's just because I have like a bias because I love LA so much. Yeah. But you are right though. They did have a big presence for the local community there, which yep. was good. And the only thing, the only thing I, I think that would be changed if they upgraded the food, cool. Yeah. <laughs> like more food places. That's it. Yeah. More, but regardless, no, it's it was a fun event, a fun weekend. Like my only thing was, I said I went there for my sister. That was like our whole. I say, hey, here's your birthday present. I'm taking you to Chicago. She's never been to Chicago without my parents. It was kind of her first. Like you go do whatever the fuck you want. Don't matter. Do your thing. So she had fun. She got to go, stayed in a nice hotel, got to be ASAP Ferg. She was super excited about, th- about that. I got my Hennessy bottle, so that was fun. Oh, that uh, uh, Philippe Pantone. Oh, yeah. Hey, I saw you, uh, it was half full. Though. Like, he had a, I looked at Maurice's stories oh, a couple yeah. weeks ago. It's gone. Damn, he, it's he gone. only uses yeah. it to flex. He'll pour like that yeah, much of a exactly. no, I'll send you a picture. <laughs> it's gone. It's gone. I drank the entire oh, thing. Oh, my gosh. I'm so drinking the, like, okay, during this whole quarantine, I think I've went through three bottles of Hennessy. Bullshit. Three. It's been, it's been probably more. Lord, just three. Lord knows. Look just at that. three. Look at the beard. It's been more. <laughs> the beard getting thick. He's like, oh, you've been drinking more than that. I was just Way more than that. <laughs> I'm just but yeah, no, that's, that's amazing. And, you know, like, at the end of the day, even though working for Complex, it was one of the things, like, we're still to this day, no matter if we go to ComplexCon 2020 in a digital realm or actually like experience a ComplexCon, I go into it not as an employee. I look at it as a consumer, and I think I have a lot of obligation and due diligence on my position at Complex at Client Services to look at how can we make this experience better and better each year and not just provide product to consumer. And do something that again is going to stick for years. So, like th- with this year, like at LA, like we made it a really um, pivotal point to when you want to bring your kids, they have something to take away from ComplexCon. Also, like it's not just they had a lot of kids. There's like see that, that last one. Me, me being a dad, that like makes me breathe a sigh of relief exactly. because I want to go to like ComplexCon and go to shit like that, but. Um, most of it is not child friendly, and yeah. these girls go with me and Shay everywhere, everywhere. we go. They go with the shopping, sure. sneaker shopping, whatever. So that that made that made me like that that makes me happier. I know I'm not the only one who's into the culture that wants their kids to experience it, but they don't want to be like the only person like, having something to do for the kids. Know? Right? Exactly. And so. That also goes to my next thing. Like, yeah, we're all working from home. Mm-hmm. I know how it's, how it's changed me. You said it hasn't affected you much. We talked about this last couple episodes. No. Now for you, you're always on your computer. Yep. I take my computer everywhere. Eat, sleep, and shit my computer. Even if I'm at work, I have it with me. Now for you, working at home, and I was also going to ask you about Compice, how is that going to affect it this year? Yeah. How is working, how's, how's COVID, like, changed anything for you as far as, like, Going to the office, your day by day routine, 
working out, eating? Like, how's, how's that actually changed for you? So, honestly, man, it was a big learning curve for me for the first couple of weeks. It was one of the things where I never really had the opportunity to work at home or have a job that said, hey, Cam, if you want to work from home, you can. So when it actually like came mandated and we weren't allowed to go in the office, it was one of the things where I realized at a quick sample, like I need to v- develop a routine. And even though that I'm not going to the office, I still need to act like I'm getting up every morning, taking a shower, getting dressed, doing my whole routine just to keep that same mindset of right. attacking my work ethic to the same of just like going to his office. And yeah, now it's a little bit more lackadaisical now that we're, gosh, it feels like two years, but only been a month in quarantine Bro. or whatever. <laughs> crazy, right? Crazy. Doug, like I've been a host since March. And like, I really was sitting there thinking in my head, I'm like, damn, I've only been Bananas. Right. March, we're in May coming up. Bananas. Like it really does feel like it's been like six months. So like I'll call my coworkers that are at work and I'm yeah. like, Hey, what's up? They give me updates. Oh, you're doing a good job. I'll talk to you tomorrow. I'm like, <laughs> Doc, I have invite me somewhere. Seriously, yeah. <laughs> something. You want to go to Seven Eleven? You want to you you like? I got six hours just Let's to do go. nothing. Like, I just look outside my window and I'm just like, great, I'm done. He sits on the, at the window like this. He's like just looking just... at outside. I'm like, oh, to give it more cliche, it's raining. And yeah. He's like, I'll be there. Oh man, but no man, it's like you know, I really had and as I just exclaimed, like I'm dyslexic. So I had to really be methodical about how I'm going to attack my day because I don't want to get, I am the probably biggest person when it comes to procrastination of like, fuck, like Cam, you, excuse my language. You cannot get yourself into a hole where you're not going to work. So every single day I do the same exact thing. I wake up, I try to do a little workout. If I can't get the workout in, if I sleep a couple 30 minutes extra, I still develop the same routine and start my day strictly at 10 a.m. And now knowing, so my headquarters, the complex is in New York, so I'm two hours behind. So I try to emulate like I'm still in New York and still have that same mindset in the same time frame. But, you know, it's just, again, like my hat goes off to all the parents that have to work in this quarantine and not, there's multiple, multiple, multiple jobs that you're doing. And when my nieces are over, and I love Nellie Sue and Michelle. And that's another shameless plug. That, actually, not even shameless. That's just a plug for my nieces. Um, but when they're in my presence, like, I give them my absolute attention. Right. And they know, like, when Uncle Cam has to work, Uncle Cam has to work. But it's so hard to separate yourself when they're right there and right. you focus on this 13-inch monitor. And, you know, it's just been one of those things. I think it's been a learning curve. Every day is a new day. Mm-hmm. No matter if you're a parent or not. So, I mean, God. working like from home, rooms. it like, might be the new norm for a lot right. of people. Do you yep. use, like, Microsoft Teams for all your stuff and, like, Zoom for chats and all that? Yeah, Microsoft Teams is new to me, but uh, funny that you say that. And even Facebook, you see Facebook trying to break into the mold of the Zoom category. Yep. Now, are they going to be taken serious as a Zoom? Probably not. Because no, of course not. Because no. It's, it's made, so, my, my dad said like this. He was like, you need to learn Microsoft Teams because... There's jobs and infrastructure that don't know how to use it. They're hired for that. I'm like, how? It's not hard. Yeah, I don't even if, know what Microsoft Teams is, to be honest with you. And like, bro, it's... it's I don't either. So all he it really is... He never explains anything to me. If I go on here and I click on it, it's basically just tell, like, there's all my stuff for work. Yeah. I can talk to everybody. It's connected to my work computer. And then I have my Apple computer connected to my work computer. And I have my laptop so I can go wherever I want. Yeah. 
that's my messages. That's like files, everything else I can send through that media platform, which is great. Yeah. But for me, <clears throat> I like it to where I can just walk to somebody's office, ask them what they meant, just they just tell me. Yeah. Just like when we like we talk about your website a bit, like what you're about trying to do next, but like see what oh, you explain. Hey, hold on real quick. Hey, hey, there, hey. There's nothing on the rise here. Oh, you oh didn't sorry, just say sorry, that. sorry. I'll try to plug you. <laughs> all right, cool. There's good. We're talking TBD, about that TBD, later. TBD, TBD. Right, TBD. <laughs> look, look, all right. I'm giving a little too much info, but something crazy is going on. But anyway, the fact of the matter is, when we had a meeting, we talked. Yeah. It's just you explain it to me, you show me what you want, and we're able to do it in like physical matter. Just yeah. it's great because you're not in New York right now, which is exactly. awesome. Yeah. But we got it down in no time flat. But for me, it's more so kind of shifted my mindset, being able to go onto this platform and say, okay, you know what? Let me read everything they're saying. I wrote it down. But now it's getting to the point. This is how crazy it's getting for me in the house. I'm reading my boss's messages in her voice. That's how it's like in my head. I'm just like, because she yells. You're like, damn, why are you yelling at me? Like, yo, be like nice I look at her text me. like she's like, why, why am I yelling at myself? I was like, why are you yelling at me? This I even texted her. I was like, are you yelling at me right now? She said, actually, yeah. Yeah. She's like, how'd you know? I said, you actually put it in all caps. I was like, and then she calls me later that afternoon to apologize. She's like, I'm sorry I've been hard on you this week. Are you okay? I said, no, I'm not okay. Like, oh, my, my, I mean, Mo Villa is a little sensitive. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, the fact of the matter is that she's the one that scares you, not even her husband. Her husband's the one that owns the business. He doesn't yeah. scare me at all. He's just super mellow, chill guy yeah. that buys just like bikes and stuff. Her, just... <laughs> so, let's put it this way. And Noe, I'm sorry to talk about you. Oh, like This God. is why I have to. Please oh, don't. Here we go. So, <sighs> Oy vey. Noe, when he gets mad, he's, he's like... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, sorry. That's my favorite thing to make him oh, mad. Man, it's, it's hilarious. When oh, he gets gosh. mad, the dude he just gets, gets so like flustered. bloodshot red and will like scream to the top of his yeah. lungs. Like when he yes, he I did. Scre- no, he doesn't scream. No, he's a screamer, bro. Oh, bro, God. he told he yelled at me to get out of vices when I got. Uh, it, long story short, he basically told me to get get the fuck out of vices, right? Oh my gosh. Like yelled at the top of his lungs, and I was just like. <laughs> Really? I'll see you at home. Oh, I left. <laughs> I'll see you at home. Oh, this so, was the time you guys were living together yeah. in the house. Yeah, so, yeah. okay, cool. It was a different conversation when we got yeah. home, but obviously, by the way, fuck Zoe if he ever listens to this because I don't who, like him. Who's who? Zoe, his old manager that was there. I don't oh, like him. I don't know who that man That's is. That's a whole other, yeah, whole other story. But anyway. You always do that. I, you always dip into something. I got to dip it. That's no, a whole, that's whole other story. You know, sorry. I'm sorry. He can never let a grudge go. I can't let never. it go. I can't let it go. But he anyway. always has to plug it, too. I, I have to. <laughs> Talk about fact, a shameless plug. Shameless <laughs> mo plug. The fact that my man, like, his yelling is, like, here. Oh, gosh. And then my boss's yelling man. is here. It's double. Yeah, I haven't heard Noah yell in some years. And it's, I don't know if I want to. Like, I don't want to. I don't know if I want to be in that. Uh, bro, that like, I, because I he, he might scare yell. me. No, no, he's a scary individual. He gets mad so bad. He's just so tiny. He just and it, gets mad. This, this, this is an absolute shameless uh, uh, little gripe to him. But short story long, the man is this big. <laughs> <laughs> but that that story goes a long way, and that yell goes a long way. So oh. you better watch out. But he's like, so okay, the fact of the matter is like. So I mean I thought you know I've dealt with I've dealt with I was like okay there's nobody else that can get this bad oh yeah bro she takes it past <laughs> that's that. funny that you called him she <laughs> she takes it she takes it oh you're talking yeah, about, your boss. about oh, I no. you're talking about no she <laughs> is bad bro like love her to death and she always keeps one hundred with me kind of pushes me to that next level but man when she gets mad yeah it's like nah. So sure. I do everything in my power to not piss her off. Yeah. Even if I'm at home, through text is even scary. I'm like, oh my God. 
So, <laughs> so like, like to bring the circle good square is right now working from home. My biggest obligation is to be open communication with my boss, make sure she understands everything that I'm doing. And when it comes to work from home, I think right now the biggest thing that anyone can do that is that it still has a job and congratulate you for having a job that is working from home, no matter if you're literally back in your home state or wherever you're at, but working from home and providing a service for your company. Oh, it's a blessing for sure. Blessing. To keep the lines of communication open, do not shy away from, even if you have a feeling of, shit, do I have my job or like what's going on? Advocate that to your boss and be very candid with what you want to talk about because right now what we're dealing with is so unfortunate and so unforeign that answers may not be answered, but you need to keep that lines of communication open and have that healthy just voice because if you don't have that, I mean, this is like... That's like all we have nowadays. Exactly. No, yeah, like I think like... Another thing that they're doing good dope advice is like everybody's talking to each other. For sure. Yeah. Checking in every now and then. And always like say, hey, keep hands up, giving updates. Yeah. Julie's popping in. I hear Alex talking. Like everybody's popping in the group chat. It's dope. Yeah. I'm like, cool. My job, they're still calling me, making sure I'm good. Exactly. Every morning, it's like every now and then it's like, okay, they'll call me in the morning, eight, whatever else, I hop on stay with my boy Steven and just talk to him. It's like, hey, what's going on? Cool. Back to work. But same thing, it's like you're there. It's just you kind of kind of change your mindset, like you said. And with that being said, like I think you should really take the opportunity of when we have this downtime is to reach out pe- to people that you don't talk to every day. Yeah. To really just like give other friends that you may, even if if it's over through text, like just say like, hey, I'm here. Do you need anything? How are you doing? And how are you doing is a cliche like question nowadays because right (laughs) everybody's always the same standpoint Mm. Uh, i've been i've really been trying to talk to people about what are they doing at home yeah like just like we're talking right now you could go off and just just light years of conversation of what people are doing at home oh yeah i mean some people are picking up more reading some people are picking up personal art projects some people are i mean there's just so many different things you do like you have kids, just like you said, you can take time with your kids and like teach them something for sure. If you have nothing to do, that's that's what it's been for us. It's been like Shay, Shay has the girls during the day while I'm at work, and then in the evening, um, Shay's been able to get off a little bit earlier than what she has when she used to like go in. But, um, we sit and we talk with the girls. Shay always asks them how they're feeling, how their heart feels. So it's like you get. If you have kids, I feel like it now is a good time to have get like that more intimate relationship with your kids that uh, that maybe you didn't have sure. when before quarantine and everything. So I think sure. people just don't realize it. It's like now, if you were to tell me everything was open tomorrow and everything's fine, I don't I don't think I'll go back to the way I was. No. Well, I mean, with that being said, I think. Even if that were to happen, I think we all, as a collective, have the same philosophy of we're not going to take anything for granted. Right. We're gonna when we make plans, we're not going to say, "Oh, I can't make it." It's no. going to be one of those things like, "Well, shit, I'm going to be there to make sure that this I build a memory." And even before this, my aunt has always told me to make sure if you're on vacation or not to really take a second to understand the memories that you're making with people that you love and you feel. And now that we have the opportunity to really put that in hindsight and it, 
it, it sucks that we had to do this because of the virus. But now, like, again, as a unity of uh, society, I think humanity, we're going to come back very stronger than what yeah. we were before. And to really value of like, shit, like, damn. Right. I could not, not go outside and be like stuck at home by myself and a, a text and a phone conversation only goes such a long way. Right. I cannot wait to, and I'm a big physical person to where like, no matter all my friends, guy, I, I'm a hugger and I cannot wait to just embrace all my friends and to really like make them feel like shit, I missed the hell out of you. Right. And I'll never ever take for granted the time that I had with you. And right. It's it, it sucks that you have to go to those standpoints, but like man, I think we're really gonna come out of this as uh, as a, a humanity on, on a bigger, 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 better picture. So I even reached out to one of my buddies back in high school. So I haven't seen him since like '07. Yeah, but like I'm already talking about planning a trip to go out there, like go to his house and see him and stuff. Just things like that. Yeah, like I when we went to New York. Yeah, saw you know saw well we almost got scabbed. <laughs> For those tickets or whatever, for the oh gosh, man, that was Jeez. funny. Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, we got these fairy tickets. It's, it's, it's funny that uh, any uh, <laughs> ticket scamming uh, conversation Maurice is always involved with. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, I was there, I was there, but wasn't be selling the tickets this time. We're not going to talk about the four is this conversation, but I, oh, I man. the last episode I had my good laugh of. Bro, why do don't let Mo take advantage of you like that, bro? bro. Like, yeah, man. Look, look at his face. Like I, I wouldn't even buy anything off of him. You know? <laughs> I felt, and now look at us. I know. Look at us. Look. look at us. Hey, hey. Look yes. at us. Look at us. He, he grows on you. He's, he's like mold. Like, you just think like he's going to go away, but he, mold. he oh. just he forever grow on you. And like it's Maurice, true. Maurice is like, I even hate to say this, and I'll humble you real quick, Maurice. Maurice is a goddamn genius. He has, and a lot of, and a lot of his. That rubber, didn't humble him at all. No, exactly. <laughs> Look at him. Look at him. It's a Joe Fresh Goods hat that he has. On. Uh, like, take it to the next level. Just like, oh, oh, this feels good. But no, man, that like, again, to have this opportunity to speak with you boys and have a platform just to voice an opinion and to give insights of how my upbringing was working in a company that I think that a lot of people would love to be a part of. Mm. Maurice has always been my right-hand man, left-hand man, and just, like, having a conversation, no matter if we're in Colorado, New York, L.A., no matter where it is. Jeez. Me and like, <laughs> I was, like, thinking about it, like, oh, we've been there. We've been to we've been Coast, a lot West of Coast. places. That, with, uh, me and this guy have been a lot of places together, and he's, uh, I think even Noe and Julian and people that know us can contest the statement of, me and Maurice are abnormal human beings. Mm -hmm. We don't think the same way. Right. And we have a lot of same philosophies, um, and we have a lot of same goals in life. So when it comes to having conversations and trying to like build on opportunities together, we've always jived out in a real spiritual level. Mm -hmm. And I love this guy, and you know it's um, it's been a very special opportunity. You still owe me a lobster. Yeah, I'm not Here gonna let go. that go. I know. He's trying to hype you <laughs> up, and you're trying. Exactly. No, I, I, no. This, this, this is why I can't really love him. This want to cry and stuff, and I just gotta throw something in here. I love him from a distance because this is shit I gotta deal with. But carp God at his finest, always scupping up the little little tidbits at the bottom of the lake. There we go. There we go. Oh, oh man, never regurgitates them either. Always consumes them. Yeah, just hey, love, take it in. Just take it in. Go. Always. But no, no man, I, like I, I would love to take this opportunity and 
really understand what you boys are about, like what this, like where this podcast like really stem from, and you know, understanding that you guys have really grown in audience and platform of where you guys have been uh, listened to. So, what are you guys all about? Like, yeah. what, what's going on? Like, how, Shit. how's your day today? Oh, yeah, nobody, nobody, nobody ever cares us. about us. <laughs> don't care what we think. This is, <laughs> gosh, he's he's the 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 honorary third member of this. Uh, this sorry, podcast. Jackson, you kicked off. <laughs> Jeez, Jackson, I've been back since. Like that came in. Yeah, we got Maurice <laughs> nervous. Maurice is nervous, rubbing his hands over here. Doesn't even know, <laughs> what even know what to say. Know what to say. Hands feel soft. All right. Oh, <laughs> soggy ass. Anyway, um, I mean. I think this podcast is just a good way to talk uh, about things that happen week by week. Yeah, it allows us to like de like this. We use this as kind of like our weekly check in because yeah. we're both extremely busy human beings. Yeah. So this is like our our social hour. This is like our our barbershop, like our our hair salon. We talk. We do whatever else. Yo, we could use your Bob shop. We could do that. We Ooh. could. Yeah, do you think the acoustics like might be a little bit better? Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. I mean, bro, coming down to this basement, I mean, it was like Rhapsody Basement. The yeah. comfortability, the, the the hospitality right off the bat. Got Hear my, that, Noe? Got my, yeah. <laughs> I, hope, I hope Noe didn't get any water. I hope <laughs> no, no, no. I hope they got, got leather couches. They got leather couches. Oh, they got God. wood grade, like, oh, tables. God. They got Stop they got talking about this, man, son. <laughs> they got, bro. See, we got purified drinking water. Yeah, I don't know yeah. about the. What is the Dasani? No, it's purified. King's purified. King's And then we got the good stuff. See that ice? That's expensive ice. <laughs> See that ice? <laughs> we're trying to we're trying to up our budget. I was gonna ask if I can take this ice home with me, but you know that's, that's <laughs> so a different. Cup, he's yeah, like, shit. Yeah, let me get this to go cup of gotta, ice, please. I, gotta, I, I mean, gotta, we got sippy cups yeah, galore. You know, get, so once I go home, I'm still in this straight in my freezer. That's, that's <laughs> how good this. But no, like seriously, boys. Like again. Looking at you both, and for us to really meet tonight, I mean, Maurice, we go way back, unfortunately. Unfortunately. But, like, this is, like, and I told Noe and James this, like, to have a conversation, I'm big off a of conversation. Mm -hmm. You guys do it very, very well. The just top of a conversation and the banter that you guys have is done organically. And I listen to podcasts very heavily. Uh, it's one of those things where... If I can't get you guys in the first two minutes, right? I'm not gonna listen. Yeah. How dare I give two minutes versus 45 minutes? So, right. This is like again, not even knowing you. I told Noe and James, it's like I really when I first listened to you guys' um, episode last week with Noe, I put myself in shoes where I had no relations or no correlations with one you guys or the culture, and I just put myself in someone that just was kind of. How do you say it? Um, Just an anonymous listener. Anonymous right. listener. And what you guys did for me in that first two minutes was like, oh, shit. And it's two radio voices and just two, again, the transitions of conversation is what did it for me. So that's why I asked, and that's where that question stems from. Yeah. Oh, for sure, bro. We we appreciate that you pay that close attention because- Let's talk like we should be talking. To. Yeah. <laughs> we be talking, but it, it's everything is- on purpose too. For it's, sure, it's like everything is strategic. We know what we're going to talk about. We yeah. and, and we we um, this is really for like that niche of of people like us that yeah. are that like we're we're reaching out. You're like a part of the family now, and we're listening so. to podcast. We're listening like 
We're listening to other podcasts. We're doing things on. Um, co- we're listening to like what's being posted on Complex on different platforms right. yeah. and paying attention to those things. Which I got to bring up a hot take real quick. Here we go. Take I have it. to. Bow, 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 bow. Let's get that James in there. Bow, 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 bow. <laughs> we need a silencer. We need a. Uh, yeah, we'll, just we'll, a add single the, we'll add that just instead. Like, instead of like, yeah, we're, we're gonna do a whole different soundboard. I'm gonna, of course, some custom sounds, something twice I've heard before, and go from there. But anyway, that's my project uh, for the next week. I would love a soundbite of just someone eating. I got that's you. A, that's that's I my got that's my air horn. No, I guess I'll, I'll team up with Meal okay. over there. Grab some Oreos, some chips. Oh gosh, ASMR. Right, but go. yeah, my bad. I didn't mean to cut you off. But you, you oh. so uh, AMC. What is your take before we? I know we usually talk sneakers at the end. I got to talk about this at the end. AMC has officially said they're not going to be showing Universal films in their theaters. What? Oh, for sure. Oh, look at look at y'all's faces. Why? <laughs> big man over there. I, oh my. I, 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 I'm, I'm all about this. So this is why AMC said because of trolls. Did you read trolls? Yes, of course. You guys are part of the problem. Sorry. You basically advanced. Don't talk it. to me like that. So, I'm sorry. I just have to be honest with you. <laughs> so much check said anybody so much. that read trolls and partaked in the digital content that was getting put out by Universal Studios basically took money away from them. Wow. Uh, so AMC trolls, is big mad. Because trolls had people ready to get three or four times on top of what they rented. Yeah. Right. I mean, twenty bucks she a rented pop. three times. Yeah. Like three times. The fact that. Little Vital was running around the living room singing the songs. I'm like, how does she know those artists? She's like, she's watched the movie four times. But that's it came what, out yesterday. But that's what I'm saying. Yes. Like, what, what is 20 bucks? And not to sound so harsh, if I had a kid, like, what is 20 bucks to hush my kid up for four or five hours? And that's what I'm saying. That's exactly like, what it is. The fact that they were able to release all this stuff online, I was able to watch it. I watched uh, Bloodshot, mm. Trolls yeah. is out. There's a couple other movies that are out. But they're in theaters. They're not making money. Harley Quinn was one of them. Harley Quinn was Harley, one of them. Yeah. And it went Oof. up. Shout out to Harley Quinn, oh, for boy. Sure. Jesus for Christ. For sure. I'm sorry. But <laughs> the fact that like they were able to make three times the amount that they were projected to make in theaters. That's wild. One day. Well, like you got to look at it as like you have your audience, you have your demographic of people that are going to come to your establishment, mm-hmm. right? That's bona fide week by week when new releases come out. But now you've really opened up a broad spectrum of your consumer to now it's just a click away. You don't have to move from your goddamn couch. You don't have to move from wherever you're at. You can watch it instantaneously. And not a lot of people are going to flinch on the price of versus going to the theater or watching at home. So now I think even moving forward, movie theaters are going to be relevant. Okay. okay, It's unfortunate to say. Okay, so tell tell me this. Tell me this. Now that I mean, all the thing we're gonna have left is probably Alamo Draft House and no. Movie Tavern. I don't even think that. I don't even think well, that. Well, because the they cleanliness. have dinner in a movie, they have good food. In a movie. Yeah, Sorry. but still, but still, like we, you got to really look at it in the standpoint of like where we're at is human content and human cleanliness. Not a lot of people are gonna want to go into a confined space that have so many germs that even if you do do a full cleanse, not a lot of people are gonna want to go back into an establishment that is confined to watch a movie. Versus watching it at home. So that's one of the industries I think that are going to be really affected moving forward because people are just going to have a different way about their cleanliness about it. and how so, they interact with certain things. So this is what Universal bases in their statement. They are going to release things now in the future, digital Ver- yeah. and at movie theaters. Oof. If and, movie theaters are no, even no, around. No, no, and what, no. but, but once you take that certain... Um, they said both. 
what, what, yeah, once you like actually like have a full year of that statistic versus in the movie theater versus not, I'm sure prevalence prevalency is going to go in home consume consumption. So once that happens, if you have 30 percent occupancy occup, occupancy, excuse my uh, stutterness, um, for in in theaters, does it make sense to have a big ass establishment with multi different rooms of 100 right. people that you can fit. So, no. This, there's really no reason for that. So, like, there's two things here. The thing I notice is smaller, more independent movie theaters will, pro, will you know... I don't know. You think I, movie th- you think movie time is going to prevail? I think... No. No, no. The reason why, this is all, like, AMC, I'll be honest with you. I don't like the food because they started to do the whole recliners and food thing, whatever else. It's not good food. At all. Y'all are just microwaving no. stuff. You're not really putting effort into no. it. Movie Tavern actually has chef. Is this basically a restaurant? So yeah, that I think that like you said, That's it's gonna, it's gonna yeah. And then Alamo Draft House. Have you had the truffle parmesan? I've never been to Alamo Draft House. <laughs> I can't I can't speak Boy. on Alamo Draft House. It's an experience. So you go to Alamo. Their app looks good. The theater looks it, good. Everything about it, it looks good. And Alamo play like they have old school movie night, like theme night, which is dope. Which is dope. Which it it goes back to I I think AMC and like the the um. Those like the big commercial um, movie theaters are going to suffer, but the Alamos and all that, because it's an experience. People go for the experience and the food and the. But again, all boys, that. like why why not invest five thousand? Could be almost the range of ten k to install your own in house movie theater. No, no yeah, no, I absolutely. I'm just saying like, versus versus no. constantly going to the movie theater week by week. For new features or old features, oh, but for just sure. so like that's what I'm saying. Like I think the new wave of consumption of new movies and old movies, or just indulging television, is going to be a real in-home experience versus going out and indulging. Like even like on Fight Night, like no, it's just like I think bars are going to suffer also. Like because again, like it's just the consumption of people I think is going to be cut in half. And I think we're really under, under underestimating the eagerness of really having people being back to normal. I don't, I don't think it's ever going to be the same. No. I don't think we can ever quantify that thought process to, for it to be the same. Yeah. It's reminded me of Japan's lifestyles. They always wear masks. Ah, yeah. Just because yeah, of like, the air quality and stuff like that. I don't think it's going to go to the extremes. I, I don't think... Mask gonna be a forever endeavor, but no, no. I'm just saying, like, this is what it reminds me of right now. Like, going to these yeah. places, like, seeing pictures and all that. Yeah, from my friends that live over there. Yeah, I want to visit so bad. It's just like I was even trying to visit this year because you know the Olympics, everything else. Yeah. But now everything's pushed back. Yeah. So now it's like I've had people tell me, right? We have time to save. We go to the Olympics next year. We go to this next year. There's a bunch of stuff you can do next year. Yeah. Like I already got events and stuff planned that I want to do next year, but I mean, I still think that like. Right now, because of where everything is go- where everything's going, this year it's like this Cop year's Cod, that's gonna be dumb. digital. This, this yeah. year's popped. Yeah, the year's popped. Like Cop Cod's gonna be digital. Summer's period. popped, and they I have everything online. But I think the release at certain times are, are just like you said. Somehow make an experience cool for people to check out, like a different type of app, whatever else. I'm really interested in. I'm gonna be participating in Complex Con, digital. and so like that in. I can't go too much into it, right. but we've had multiple conversations of what does it look like if it's a complex con that's digital versus an in real life complex con experience of what we've done in the past. Mm. How does it even work? 
Right. I mean, I don't think that we've in anybody that's listening or anyone that's at this table can really go back to the archives and say, "Hey, I've dealt with an experience like this that's on the ma- the magnitude of what ComplexCon or any other event of that nature can really provide." Even with ThrifCon, ThrifCon was supposed to be coming up this month, mm-hmm. and is one of those things like, how do you develop a marketplace digitally? that so many people can sign on to when we have a hard motherfucking time, excuse my language with Adidas, Nike and all these exclusive drops. When those are popped, how do we develop a a streamlined system to make sure everyone has the experience that we want it, want people to have Mm -hmm. in an organic holistic way. And they take away something positive versus negative is going to be on the algorithm level and logistics level, I think is something that, a lot of companies are going to have to really like. It's going to more so. I I think now. How do you do it? I don't this know. This is and this kind of, this kind of just like puts it all like one full swoop. Yep. The companies are going to have to listen. The companies are going to have sure. to adapt, and the companies are going to have to make sure like they did that shock drop on the Royals this morning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dropped at ten oh one, sold out by ten oh three. At ten oh seven, they were back up online because they had more sizes, and I was able to get a pair. Which is cool. amazing. But, but again, like, but that hardship of what they had to deal with on their web dev and everything behind the scenes, like, but the sneakers app right now is bulletproof because literally you click and it just goes in a circle. You just wait in yeah. line. It says you're in line. Your entry is confirmed. Yeah. That's how it's got to be. So if Complex decides to do something, they say, you know what? We want to do drops through sneakers. We want to do drops through the Adidas app. We want to do drops through the Foot Locker app. You run all these different apps. And there, the, like, that's how you do it. You go to the Complex Con app, and it basically just tags, links all those to them. Mm-hmm. It goes to a separate page. goes to a separate page. It logs you into your stuff. And you're able to grab stuff in your cart, and it checks you out that way. That's kind of the only way you can do it. That, that, that seems amazing and streamlined. But, and, you know, nah. like, I, I've never went through that process. But how do you still provide an experience on top of that? Right. It's not just about consumer. product to consumer. Right. Well, Where is, like, again, I think... Like the, the concerts, the I got a crazy, food, I got a crazy one for you though. That's another thing. Not to cut you off real quick, I do want to talk about the Travis Scott experience because I have a different take on how Man. that was perceived on the mass level versus. I don't play Fortnite. It was I crazy. don't either. It was crazy. Okay, so but what were you about to say? So that's that. I was just about to bring that up. Travis Scott was able to do it with Fortnite. And then another I, thing, that I don't think random. he was able to do it with Fortnite. I didn't. I didn't think it was dope. You didn't think it was dope? Maurice, it was 10 minutes and a, a feature on two minutes of a futuristic song. That you was talking it. about the one with uh, Kid Cudi? Whatever it was. I didn't even give it the time to see who was featured. But the fact that even if I didn't play Fortnite, my biggest thing was I have an Xbox One. Cool. Great. Don't play Fortnite. How can I just even experience the concert without being having an avatar or whatever it was. Oh, no, they had that already on Twitch. But it was, from what I heard and when I like tried, it was such a process that it made it almost irrelevant to even want to listen to the concert for 10 minutes. So I think it was just because they didn't have a full lot of structure how it was to work. But I think it's because they had everybody like hop in and just do whatever online or on the, in the actual game. Because a lot, Noe, Isaiah, God, no one uh, really had a field day with them. Yeah, no one was in there. No one was in there just <laughs> talking to shit. Yeah, just if, happy. I, if I hear one more conversation about this guy's avatar. He was in there. He was in there. <laughs> for, for sure uh, he was. I bet he was. Was it? Austin was in there. 
my guy Shitry from Florida, he was in there. We all hopped our headsets. We were all talking in the lobby, and then we hopped into the game and actually went to the concert. We were talking about it as it was going on. I know, but like, what does it look like for like a full set list? Well, just think about it like this. You have... You got Tiny Desk Concerts, which they do an amazing job with like their stuff. Cause this is a small concert. You got... I don't even classify it as small. It was a 10-minute thing. Well, I'm just saying, like, Tiny, Tiny Desk like- can you for like 10 to 20 minutes, depending on what it is. But if you have different artists setting up across the country on videos, doing a stream to go into Compex, if it's on Twitch or it's on something else, I, I don't know. There's just different ways to do it. So I th- Tory Lane's like, I mean, the dude got... MTV just offered him a show. And then D Nice, oh, yeah. because of his little yes. IG Live little thing. And then D Nice just did a show on MTV. Uh. It's my sister's birthday. My mom turned, had MTV on because they were doing the Friday special. Yeah. And D Nice came on and did a dance hour, and he had everybody's webcams on. There were people just dancing at home while he was DJing at home on the TV. And then Kyla Pratt, she popped up. And she was like talking back and forth to D Nice, and then you had Fat Joe come on. You had uh, DJ Khaled come on. You had all these different people pop on. On their webcams, said what they had to say, all the TV to everybody, and then they pl- they bleeped out quick. Yeah. So there's so many ways to do it. It just. So I think a, I think a better to, I think a better question I should ask is how long can that sustain? Right I, now. I, I give have that, to sustain for the rest of the year. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, it man mandated for the rest of the year. Right. But I mean, honestly, like, I, I mean, I'll say it. I, I honestly have a hard time consuming our own content with Complex on the lives and all the things that they're doing. Like yep. it, It's repetitive. It's something that, again, I think when you have opportunities to have full production behind it and to have an actual central location and not to do it versus the v, uh, VH Live, like you could, that's, that's an experience in itself. So as a consumer, not looking at like someone that I work for, whatever company, mm-hmm. even like with other companies, like how long can this experiential quarantine phase sustain? Because I think it's almost like you see the flaws in it. You see like yeah. it, it's getting repetitive. You see the same people doing the same shit. Right. Soon people are gonna gonna tune out. People want more. Like more. I I think. Um, it's kind of like a, a quick fix. We're in a yeah. quick fix type type deal right now, and that's why I think the Travis Scott thing was ten minutes long, and it was what it was. But did you um, like it? I didn't watch all of it. I mean, I I like the idea of it. I think more than I actually liked what was what came out. Yeah. It uh, it was a super dope idea in theory, but I I don't know. I just kind of expected more i guess from what i saw i don't even think he was actually singing i think it was a recording it was oh yeah it was it was like they put the mp3 or something like that in like yeah so um, they did like all the they did all like the green they did all this stuff beforehand the green screen and all that oh yeah and they basically did all the coding and set it up to where it was actually going to play just to shut off gameplay so, like, you're in the game with your guns and everything else, and then, like, literally, like, your guns and everything disappeared, and nothing was on your screen. It's just you walking around. Right. And then as soon as the concert started, you see big Travis Scott walking around. It's like Coachella. Yeah, it's like it was Coachella. <laughs> like, it was crazy. And then you end up jumping and, like, all this other shit. It was crazy. Like I've never been to Coachella. Has anybody at this table? I have not been no. to Coachella. It's too expensive. Yeah. yeah. You know what? I lied. It's actually not expensive. It's just something I don't really feel like. 
I, 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 like I, I tried doing Riot Fest here, and that. Where's Riot the, Fest? It was at the um, the National Western Complex. Oh, okay. where, it was. where the stock show is. Mm-hmm. Love it the stock was, show. It was wild. I was went really? for. I got the three day pass, and I only made it through two days. The first, Oof. the last day, which was supposed to be like the mellow day. Yeah, I, I was like <laughs> trying to sell my ticket twenty bucks. Who it's, wants it? Damn, that like, low. It's it was crazy. I don't know. I think like when it goes past. See, I went to Travis Scott's concert live, and that was just like. Oh my god! I remember spazzing out on the photos that you and Noe posted of just your sneakers of getting oh, so fucking ducky, like that was. But again, that's what that man Travis Scott provides right. for the people. Is like they have that is a, a dedication, and like it was almost like they were ready to go to war for that man. I don't oh, care yeah. what he said, but just the enthusiasm to get to the front of the stage and just to experience his music. That I, I, de- I like. Please don't fault me, all the listeners, for not giving the Travis Scott documentary a full watch through. But that first hour or so of seeing it was crazy. Yeah, Yuck. so and, amazing. And that's so that's what that times ten. And then that's especially when uh, Playboy Cardi went on. Oof. He went on, and it just like went from it was Electrify. like kind of cool, and then it just <laughs> went like this. And I'm like, yo. Bow, 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 bow. And, and to go back to your point, like how how long can what we're doing sustain? It it's like we went we as a culture went from experiences like that to oh I I can watch this DJ battle <laughs> on, on IG IG live <laughs> like like I was super hyped to watch the um, RZA and DJ Premier yeah, battle I watched five minutes dope. of it I was like whatever yeah. like but so I think as, as just humans like we we enjoyed being around people physically. And our so, retention is very short. Exactly. Especially when it comes to anything on social media. Yep. So I think, I don't think it's going to, unless they get more creative and they need, people who are putting out content need to uh, make it feel like, like I'm we're like, we're there as yep. a, as a group, yep. not just, Oh, I'm watching it yep. through my screen. Exactly. And I think that's, that's what, um, People have yet to figure out. But that's although, that, that's a fun time. Although T Pain yeah. and uh, and Lil John, they did a phenomenal job because yeah. people stayed on, and then see, they figured it out. They figured out the formula. Tory Lanez has figured out the formula. But still, like, what's crazy to say, Lil John and T Pain, two people that were prevalent in our upbringing in right. 2009, are still are now making the digital and actual like real good plays in this unfortunate unforeign time that we're in is nuts. Cause you would think a YouTube influencer or like again, right. Tory Lanez, he has definitely cracked the mold. Oh, for but sure. you, would, you would think more like little Uzi verts and all these other like right. new age lyricists and artists would do that. But yeah. now you see these old heads coming, being again, creative, innovative and seeing what they're bringing to the table. I love it. It's amazing. I love it. It's amazing. It. Right. And because now like just... you, that you get an opportunity and what I want my nieces and my future kids to understand is like what we grew up with and I'm not taking away from hip hop or artistry this in the new wave, but when we were growing up, that was, there was some real stuff going on oh, and yeah. there's a lot of principles to take away mm-hmm. and a lot of the good, just like good feelings to take away. So now that we have seeing other old artists do what they're doing is I think revolutionary in, in a lot of ways in itself. 
Oh, yep. that's that's for that's for damn sure. Like, I just I'm enjoying it. What I'm seeing, like we're talking about, we're texting about battles and stuff like that, yeah. laughing about it. It's like we're all there. I mean, that's what we got to do. Like, we're trying to keep ourselves connected. Connected. Like, yeah. that's a way to watch, like keep yourself connected, keep yourself up on what's going on. So, I mean, I think I think we're going to survive this, but I also just like you said, I think that is just going to change people. As time goes on, yeah, yeah. nothing, like, nothing will be the same. But it, we're we're gonna try to make it as familiar as we as we can. As nah, a bro, like going, going to like Universal Studios and stuff when it opens safely, yeah. Yeah. it's gonna be different. Yeah, ain't gonna be no more packed lines. No, and I think like that's a lot of things that we have to really like really comprehend is the capacity of certain things that we're accustomed to going. The place that we're accustomed to going to is it's going to be cut in half. I think restaurants, the I think one big thing that they're going to have to overcome is cutting their capacity of guests that come in each in, and every day in half. In half, just yeah. to like until we get over this first wave of in, until we get a vaccination for the virus, like there's going to be real heavy hits. And I think Universal, Disneyland, Elitch's. Um, God damn! I wish uh, Colorado still had uh, Six Flags. Well, oh, we don't. Man. man, what happened? Where's man, Pe- still six can, flags can we get a, can we get our Pepsi? Like we got Lakeside. Come on, seriously. Oh, <laughs> we got Lakeside. We got the chipmunk. Those, those crickly, crackly, <laughs> goddamn roller coasters. Give you whiplash. Jesus Christ! But <laughs> half hey, the thrill of the ride. But I think that's what it's gonna be like. I mean, honestly, we're really gonna. Ha- it's gonna be a year until we get back to the like the real day to day of what we're accustomed to. Right. Um, even like with schooling, man, like I, I, like I couldn't even fathom graduating from high school right now. Oh, so stoked on like what I want to do in life. And God forbid if I was playing sports is like, yeah, crap. Like this is like my realization right now. Like I may like, what does that look like? What is my future? What does my five year plan look like? Right. And so it's just like, thank gosh that we're in a time or an age that we're like, we can kind of comprehend what's going on and we're not like, right. I think it's like in my, if I look to my past, the biggest influential thing that was impacted on the whole country was nine eleven. Right. And I was in fifth grade. My mom pulled me out of school. Yeah. I'll never forget that. Um, but no, like on an economical standpoint of like just being rocked every motherfucking which way and having every industry rocked, mm-hmm. no one can have any, that conversation about it because we never dealt with it. Right. Yeah, like our, psh, stuff that's happened in our day is just crazy. 9-11, recession, Osama bin Laden. Yeah. Kim yeah. But now, like, when you think about it, it's all those in one. Yep. And we, it, we've it, been It's not even through. a person, it's a virus that's doing that. It's one yep. thing, it's like, oh, we're going to, full swing, we're going to hit you with everything. And a lot of people are going to die. They're going to keep dying until you guys figure out a vaccine for a man-made virus. Yeah. Which doesn't make any sense. Why would you make a virus and not a vaccine? That's that's a whole other episode. Yeah, that's a, that's a whole other thing because I think <laughs> you, you don't you don't profit off of healthy people. You profit off of people. That are dying. people. You profit off of having a remedy that's going to be forever. And but, don't say too much because some somebody will send somebody to our houses to oh, assassinate yeah. us. Uh, yeah, I, I don't want any death threats this episode. <laughs> yeah, no yeah. death I'll, threats. I'll wait, I'll wait for my future next uh, feature. But you know, like one thing that what I was really excited about to talk about on this podcast is we are all at the same level of 
where we're at right now. And that's no matter what industry, no matter who you are. But now the fun part, what gets me so anxious and so excited is who's really going to prevail? Right. Now it's time to really think creatively, innovatively, yep. and to really oh. think outside the box. And oh, now yeah. that we're on the same playing field, no one has a motherfucking excuse. Yep. And that's why I'm so proud of Maurice, Rick, you, the whole uh, Noe and James to really and all my boys Isaiah like everyone to really think outside the box of like shit. Now it's our time to like really make our presence felt. Right. And even if it doesn't work, it doesn't work totally fine. Right. But now just try right. because everyone like it, this is your opportunity to really feel like oh shit like no matter if you thought like your life was over, no matter if you thought you had no um, enthusiasm with what you're doing. Everyone's at the same standpoint. So, like, yep. let's giddy up. Let's go. Look at yourself in the mirror. Just mm-hmm. Put your 10 toes down and let's move. Like, I've been telling him, this is, like, the, this is a perfect time for creatives to work on their craft and to sprout. Yeah, exactly. Like, this is, like, yeah, it, it's crazy. He's been telling me about all the all the art and all the creative shit that... Like, we've been, I went through half of my closet tie-dyeing shit. Yeah. Like, it, it's yep. just, like, tinkering with shit. Like, like we got, we you got, never know. we got a new pair of, shout out to all of our subscribers. Ooh. Yeah. Thanks to you, we got a new pair of uh, white, just stone white Air Force One lows oh, that, that we're, that, that, okay, Uh-oh. that we're gonna, we're gonna customize. Hey, and size we're 10 gonna, and a half, let's go. There it's we go. Happens. Eleven? No, I'll excuse my foot. Eleven <laughs> doubles on my socks. We'll probably just give it to somebody. To just uh, you know what? We'll probably just give it to what, like a subscribe something. I don't know. We'll figure it out. We'll figure do it a out. Raffle give away. Or I think yep. we'll we'll either do a subscribe raffle, figure it out, just give them away, like yep. whatever. But it's we've been trying to, like I said, do more artwork, do more stuff to you know keeps you busy, makes you happy, and think outside the box. Go yeah, with it. exactly. I mean, just I mean, just imagine it so like. All these stores are out of dye. They're out of like all this stuff, yeah. art supplies, because they're like, man, a lot of people are doing art. Yes, because yeah. they need to do something. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's, I'm not going to say we're going to get a Van Gogh out of this, but hey, it takes a certain amount of hours to master something if people keep doing it. 10,000 hours. Hey. 10,000 yeah. hours of practice hey. is what Questlove says. You know, if I can get that one on one of that uh, Van Mo, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It'll be over, kid. But one 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 thing too also I wanted to talk about is like you can see nothing has really like changed up on the sneaker realm. And mm. you see all the releases that are coming out, Man. they're still selling out. You still see the resale market on a top standpoint. Hold and on. Before you say that, let's go. StockX is Completely fucked, by the way. Oh yeah, for they, sure. They they're done. Oh Grailed now is behind about six weeks. So those platforms that everybody was using because they thought they were selling and doing something, something yeah, they don't have those platforms anymore. I, I mean, I, I get that. I, I, I see where it come from, and I have wrote, read those articles about StockX just cut half of their employees to furloughed and everything. But you still see, again, a real movement in this culture where people want the relevant releases. Mm-hmm. They want to stay hip with the culture. They will do anything that they can, and one one unfortunate thing, and it's still, uh, I think there's a meme going around, is that twelve hundred dollar check from the government went straight to your personal livelihood and whatever you want to do with it. But you know, like moving forward, I think that's one again, just like when you look at beauty 
and the makeup industry, it's one of those things that's never going to die out. Yeah. No, no it's, matter it's what not, the rip, ripple effect is. It's not in like, you know, a couple more things for wrapped up. Just like you said, people do want that best, that shoe or whatever yeah. else is coming out. But the fact that like all these skate shops, they don't have it. Like I just got a call. I just got a call from uh, I ain't gonna say who, but I just got a call from one of my guys. And he said they might be getting shipment this week of some of some stuff, and he's gonna let me get some stuff or whatever. But they can't give it to people. And, like they're gonna have to ship this stuff to people. Yeah, right. only a couple select. And that's a whole other fee of shipping shit. Maybe yep. like five people. Yeah, exactly. There's only a select few. Maybe like five people that are allowed to go there to pick up stuff because they've been moving product for it. But like I have been moving product for a, a couple places. But they can't have people come to their doors. They can't have people pick up stuff. They can't do curbside pickup. They can't do any of that anymore. So Nike has been lacking on shipment. Yeah. So you got like SBs wise, you got the Hennessy, the Alize, the uh, what's the last one? Hennessy, Alize. You was, always forget. I do forget I, one of them. I never. Strawberry never. cough, the Philly blood wrap, uh, Doug, the Ben and Jerry's, all of those. You have about six shoes that are delayed, delayed right now yeah. that are all supposed to come at the same and time. High, high sought out shoes too. Yep. So how? So tell me this: Why is it that the Ben and Jerry's duck right now is going for around three grand Jesus. without a box? Jesus, I do Jesus. have one on the way. Here we go. Anyway. The fact that that's more for that. I'm not going to lie, those motherfuckers are cold. So, yeah, I, like, think, I don't even like ice cream like that. <laughs> exactly. So think about that. And then on top of all the other, the reason why they're going up because Nike's not getting it out there. And then when they do go to these shops, they're not going to go to the people. They're going to go to the resellers because the shops need money to survive. Oh, it's starting to become a ripple effect. So like, if I'm a shop, I'm going to sell it to him because he's going to give me a little bit more on top than the Joe Schmo over here. And I'm not, I can't do cop data or any of that because... It's going to be more money to ship and this and that, more of a headache. I just want to go on and I want to just get my guys paid. Well, Done. Well, so it's like all of these shots around the States, whatever they get, they ain't hitting the streets. It's not. Well, shit. I mean, I honestly, like, I, I'm not a, opposed to that. Like, let's get back to the nitty gritty days. And me and Noe had a conversation Period. a couple weeks ago. I was like, bro, like, he was original StockX. Like, and I really wanted to touch on, too, like, me and Mo and. <laughs> This this memory will forever be burned in my mind. One, yes, the man will finesse his way to the front of the line no matter where it's at, back in the <laughs> old days. But one profound memory that sticks in my mind is me and Noi were at the front of the line at Aurora Mall, sleeping overnight, ducking and dodging security. One of my fondest memories, one of the most adrenaline rushes I've ever had. But Mo would always pull up with that uh, Burger King or McDonald's breakfast, ready to go. <laughs> and right before we the malls opened up the doors, and it was like... It was it's such an experience. So I think you're like really looking like back on that and seeing where we're at now. I think we're gonna get back to those like fuck stock X. Like let's like I would rather help the middleman versus right. the big company have What's some money point? in their pocket. So it's like, oh, I'm gonna make my own money. You're paying him a percentage. For sure, for sure. Come to me, I'll sell it and I'll make my The percentage. shipping is overnighted versus five, six, seven, nine days outside. You get right. cash today, not two, three weeks down the line. You get cash today, sell it me. I'll use that platform as a calculator since yeah. I show what you guys want to do. Right. So like, circle, like circle gets square. Like I think now we have a real opportunity, and since we're all three and dived in this culture, involved in this culture, is like let's get creative with it. Like let let's bring that feeling back to like even though we're still six feet apart, motherfucker, you feel me from six feet. Like you see what these shoes did for me. Here is my money going into your pocket, and vice versa. So 
yes, we all have our careers in in line and we're doing what we need to do. Oh, for sure. But when it comes to the culture and what we believe in, I think, again, what this podcast does for people is to give them the insight of how they attack their business adventures on the reselling market. And they can look mm-hmm. to a source of two men that provide like, oh, this is the guideline of like how I should attack it. Because, yes, you guys are absolutely right. It's forever going to change. Nothing's going to be the same. And and I think that personally, I, I'm, all, I'm all about this. I'm all about support. And I'm all about people doing whatever they have to do to get out of that funk and just do what they want to do. All about it, but some stuff is not made for certain people. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah. all you small deal resellers that just have money or just throw money at p- places to get the full bulk of product, and you're only making ten dollars a pair. Yeah, on two hundred pairs, bro, you're wasting your time. Right. I'll make forty dollars per pair, double my profit margin on all that stuff, and move it slower. Yeah. But I'll still move it. Right. You're doing nothing but just like causing problems. Like, oh yeah, I have more than you're that going, guy. Like you, for what? You're going through the motions. You don't know point. who to sell to. You don't know what you're doing. And then like after wasting thousands and thousands of dollars that other people could have made, you finally get on the wave and now you understand it. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I'm just starting to see like the trend of certain things. Like some of those people are getting fizzled out because you don't have mommy and daddy money right now to do that because they don't have money for you. Right. Like, that's how it is. Yeah. Like, and I'm also seeing some people that are, were, are nitty gritty and secrecy before, they're starting to thrive again because they're like, okay, I know how to get past this. Yeah. I can still sell stuff. Resorting back to the old ways. Yeah, I can do a raffle of lies like some of these kids are trying to do that. Like, okay, well, what if one of the guys that are nitty gritty, like myself, knows how to get the stuff that you got and does his own raffle? Yeah. Right. Like, I just started doing that. Like, it's it's just, there's so <laughs> many ways, dog. I don't a, care. Like, that's a, that's a, I'm that, adapted. Like, that just gave me goosebumps to host your own raffle. Bro, bro I, I didn't care. Look, right. I did that this afternoon before, <laughs> look at I, came Boca, look at before I came here. I did a raffle <laughs> for those Royal Jordan ones that just came out. I did a raffle for $340. <laughs> and that those Whoa. spots got filled. Whoa. In less Bo, than three you, hours. Bo, you wow. better be doing your taxes, boy. <laughs> nah, nah, we, no, we, we don't do taxes here. <laughs> I do my taxes for one of my businesses and then my personal taxes. Oh, shout out man. to shout out to boy, uh, boy or Taya Boy. Holler at her. She'll do your taxes oh, for you. There you go. Goodness, I've heard plug. it all tonight. The Stone She's Cold Asian. Steve Sauce and shirt. She got you. Oh, she got you. man. She will hook you up and make sure your taxes are done right. Oh, man, well, that, fuck. I think that about does it. For us, I think that's a good. That's a good. I know my man's got a busy schedule. Uh, not too busy, but you know he's ready to go home. <laughs> I'm I tired. He's tired. No, not tired. I got some stuff to do. <laughs> All right, let's. <laughs> but it's been. But no, this has been an absolute treat. And Rico, again, one thing that I always build upon myself nowadays is my two nieces, and for you to have daughters, and even if they were sons, to have an opportunity to provide something for another little human that is a variation of you is absolutely admirable. And I think this podcast is going to go leaps and bounds of what you guys perceive it to be and having you guys come together and again, have an organic conversation and to do it the way you guys do it. So humbling is I can't wait to tune in every week. So I can't thank you again for letting me be a voice on this. Yeah, of course. Thank you. Thank you for taking time out of your evening to come kick it with us and come talk shit with us sometimes. Yeah.
It's yeah. easy to talk shit with Mo because he is shit. <laughs> that's all. <laughs> that's all he does. <laughs> I love him to death. Love this guy. All right, all right. Uh, um, y'all be safe out there. We love you. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Uh, stay tuned for uh, next next week. Next yes. week's episode. Hope so. I can't. I, I got to listen next week. Yeah. It w- I yeah. My insights from somewhere. <laughs> Shit. Oh, we got, it's not going to be the pull up. I got, some, <laughs> yeah. I got some stuff. Wow. Got some stuff. <laughs> sorry, Jay, sorry. Damn sure ain't going to be the pull up. <laughs> All right. Uh, Thanks, y'all. We love you. Peace. Peace.